0: hello hello you're listening to power banking the podcast for women leaders who work within male dominated industries i'm your host jacqueline twilley best-selling author and president of ZeroGap.co. did you know i am a latte lover well let's dig into today's episode So, Power Banking Family, let's talk about some negotiation myths. This podcast episode was inspired by a couple of tweets that I saw today, and I just cringed as I read them at a major conference. This advice was given from the stage about negotiation, and it isn't the best negotiation advice. So I would like to set the record straight and help people out so that they can make well-informed decisions when they head into a negotiation. All right, so two myths that we're going to cover today. One, never give your number first because the person who speaks first loses. And the second myth is you should always ask for double. All right, let's dig into it. So the first myth, the person who speaks first loses. That simply isn't true. In the negotiation framework that I teach folks, I give them five steps. And I call it the LATTE method for negotiating. So LATTE is an acronym. L stands for look at the details. A, anticipate challenges. T, think about your walkaway point. The second T, talk it through. And then E evaluate the options. So when you go through this framework, almost like it's your checklist for negotiation, what it enables you to do is it enables you to really set yourself apart from those that you're negotiating with because you're going in with as much information as possible. Now, about 80% of your negotiation is going to be in your preparation phase, yep. 80% of the negotiation happens before you even get into the negotiation. It's when you're doing your prep. So L, that first step of the negotiation framework, looking at the details, you wanna be very thorough in that. As much information as you can uncover, you want to uncover. So this will allow you, when you go into a negotiation, to speak confidently right out of the gate because you know what you're talking about. So let me break it down in terms that everybody can understand. When you're buying a car or you're buying a house or even going to a flea market, there is a price on the object. That price is in many cases, the starting point of a negotiation. The person who's giving you the price, which means the person who owns that item currently, they don't necessarily lose, but they have spoken first because they put the price out there. So when you think about it from the framework of when you're making well-informed decisions, you're able to know based on your research, based on facts and data, that you're anchoring at a proper point. Now, let me pause for a second. Anchoring is a term that we use in technical negotiation training, which means a starting price. So when people say the person who speaks first loses, I challenge them on that because they don't really understand the concept of anchoring. Anchoring is your starting point. And so that anchor should be based, in fact, when you're, let's go back to the house analogy. When you're purchasing a home, that home price is typically based on the market rate, okay? So what other homes, other comps have sold for in that area, similar homes in the area sold for in this price range, all right? Same thing for cars. This car, this year, this make, this model with these bells and whistles typically sells for this much. So if you go to purchase a home and it's way overpriced, then that person isn't really expecting to get that uh, amount if it's significantly overpriced, okay? So if most homes in a neighborhood are selling for Two to three hundred thousand dollars, and one home is based at 1.4 million, and it's not significantly different from the others. That home that's priced at 1.4 million, people are going to be like, What? That's way out of the price range for this area. In that case, because you have your facts, your figures, your data, you know that that's not comparable. Let me break it down even further. If you're talking about a salary, okay, and this is going to slide us into our second myth. When people say always ask for double, I, that is unwise advice. As I just mentioned with the first myth, the person who speaks first loses, that is not true. When you go in with data, when you go in with the facts and figures, you can confidently anchor the negotiation based on the data available. Similarly, myth number two that we're dispelling today is that always ask for double, That's just simply silly. When it comes to salary negotiations, if a market rate for a job is about $120,000 and you ask for $240,000, then there's going to be some significant backlash from the person who is extending the job offer. So what's a market rate for a job? So a market rate for a job is simply what a person earns in a geographic area for the type of work that they will be performing. Okay, so a couple of factors are included in that you have your cost of living, you have your availability of skills in that geographic area, and then you have the supply of people who can actually do the work. Those are just a few of the factors that contribute to the market rate. So, for example, in Dallas, Texas, someone who is a graphic designer might earn a certain rate in the company. And Miami, that person will earn a different rate. And in New York City, they may earn a different rate. And then if we go to Louisville, Kentucky, they may earn a different rate, even if they work for the same company. The reason why is because the market bears differently. So in some cases where we see some tech positions, let's say data scientists, that are offering upwards of $200,000 for a salary, these people who are data scientists, who are really skilled, they get to command a higher salary because many companies need someone to analyze the data but there aren't as many people right now who are trying to do such so as more people enter into that job market and more people have that skill it's going to drive the cost down so we're getting into a little bit of economics here the the law of supply and demand but that is, is in part Um, a contributing factor to the market rate. So when you think about the market rate, and you go into a job, and the market rate for the job is 120,000. And you straight up say, Okay, I want 240,000 because you're operating off of the myth that you should always ask for double, people will laugh you silly, and you won't get that job. And people talk y'all industries are small, cities are small, even if you live in a big city, people know people they talk. And that can really impact your professional reputation going into a negotiation, not prepared and just throwing out arbitrary numbers. So in most cases, you based on the data, counter offer based on the facts and figures based on the things that are important to you based on the value you know you can add to the company but you also want to be realistic with that counter offer and so I've seen people who ask for 50 grand more than the market rate and the job offer is rescinded and they really lose their power in that part of the negotiation because they're not taken seriously anymore you're seen as either being uneducated or just greedy so always Always, going back to the first thing that I said, 80% of the negotiation is in the prep. Always do your research and use that latte method as your checklist, your framework for going into a negotiation. So today, we dispel two big negotiation myths. The person who speaks first always loses, and you should always ask for double. Those are two myths that I hope that we can crush. If you listen to this episode, I really want to get the word out that those are myths that they're not based in sound fact and that we really have to stop, um, perpetuating these myths because what it does is it puts people at a disadvantage and it helps to, especially for women who are negotiating, it helps perpetuate the cycle of women feeling like they can't negotiate. And so the more information we have, the better informed decisions we can make. So I would greatly appreciate if you could share this podcast episode with as many of your friends, men and women, so that we can dispel these myths once And for all. And until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses. Hi, Power Banking Family. I have a question for you. If you work inside of an organization that has women's employee resource groups, I'd love to hear from you send me a message at JacquelineTwilly.com or in the Power Banking Facebook group.